Well, welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. It is a Thursday night. Of course, you're probably watching this whenever, so what do you care? But have you heard all eyes are on Oregon? Um, polls are showing that uh, Oregon may actually get a Republican governor for the first time in um, since 1980, I think one or two. Um, it's crazy. So the whole country's paying attention to us. Also, Washington state's got some mixings, uh, some a chance of getting a congressional person who's a, a Republican. It's just, it's crazy, but they're paying attention. Bill London's going to be here to talk about that and a couple of other news items that are going on in Oregon right now. So he'll be here with that. Um, Chris Dennell is one of our, our sponsors, uh, where everybody's welcome. Uh, Michael does is his, he does everything, but he's really proficient at crowns. Um, the guy just, he has all the tools. In fact, Tim, my photographer back in Oregon who works with me, he's going to be out there shooting. They put this wand in your mouth and take pictures of your teeth and it, it, it three dimensions your teeth. So when you get a crown, it, it's fascinating, but he is the guy to go to if you're needing something. Other sponsors, May and Tim, BS Free MD. They're a couple of doctors. They're married. They're super funny. They do. They work with a product called Naked Way. <laughs> and this week, they both had a picture of the container with them naked sitting on a chair, one on one side. And Tim had two containers down over his stuff and May had containers over her stuff. But they were naked with their Naked Way. They're crazy, but they do the coolest interviews. And every Thursday, they have a new one that they put out. But they're on stuff like this week's, I think, is on on what things, you know how you look, you, you feel like a lump or you feel something, you go online and you think, oh God, I have breast cancer. Well, this is a doctor they're talking to who can kind of help tell you how to get the right information rather than going and getting all that bad information. I know when I had prostate cancer, the internet was my enemy because everything was doom and gloom and that's not what it is. So they're gonna be here to talk a little bit about what's going on then. Matt McCarl has his Green Saturday event coming up in uh, November on the 26th. And so he's going to talk just a little bit about that. Tabitha from Compton Family Wines is here because they got some special stuff going on. They're doing some tasting flights. It's fall days at the Compton Family Winery and everything's going on and it's a happening place. So we're going to tell you when, where and how you can get that. And you can get a deal if you mention my name. And that's how that works. And our top story tonight is going to be the Veterans Parade in Albany, Oregon. Biggest parade in the country, Veterans Parade in the country. And it happens right here in Albany, but it doesn't just happen. Um, this is a, a work of art. So let's bring Kim Stark on. Is that the best intro you ever get? I mean, I like it when I come in, right after the boom. I know when you come at home, when you walk in and the twins are there and Bob's over sitting in his chair waiting for you to come over and pamper him. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah that happens all the time. Um, and here's Kim as she walks in and a big boom, boom like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The kids Mom's love it. Home. That's why they love Rick so much because he's just boom. <laughs> <laughs> Everett and Elena are my best little friends. They are your best friend. They're, they're your best fans. I know. And I'm so excited that you put us as the top story because I know Christine has been itching to get this story out. So this will be fun. Well, let's okay. bring her on right now. Well, speaking Hi, of, Christine. there she is. Hi. The one who makes it all happen. <laughs> so Kim, I'm going to let you talk to her for a second and I'm going to go share this thing. Uh, okay. Sounds good. So Christine, we uh, here, here we next weekend, um, next week, we'll, we'll give the dates, we'll give all the info, but I want you to tell us a little bit about what makes the Veterans Parade special and so, and so, uh, so impressive. Well, um, it's not the largest in the United States. It has been the largest west of the Mississippi and the what? third largest in the United States. 
Rick Dancer so, gave that bad fax. <laughs> Let's correct him right there. <laughs> well, the third largest is still pretty impressive, I have to say. <laughs> and um, I was, um, at the beginning, I was really wondering if we would actually have enough entrance for a big parade because it's been two years because mm -hmm. there were no parades for in 20 and 21 because of COVID. But we have 180 right. entrants and we have the OSU wow. marching band that's going to be in it for the first time in like 50 or 60 years. And we have Whoa. nine high school, okay. middle school bands. And so I'm really looking forward to it. That's impressive. So the OSU, did you have a hard time getting them? Were they just always busy? I my I don't know because I only moved here three years ago. So mm -hmm. I was actually at the 2019 oh. parade. And um, it's been a real interesting, a, hot, a real steep learning curve on how to put on a parade mm -hmm. and... But mm -hmm. I have had some of the most wonderful, heartwarming stories that came with it. So it's just wow. been a blessing. So, so why is the Veterans Parade? Tell me what you think makes it so so um, big and, and such a big draw. And, and Rick, you've probably been to one of these too. Oh, I, yeah. We used to cover them and they had military. And it's, it's like super patriotic and really... Um, it's one of those places where you you walk away and you see all these veterans in the parade. And the, what I love the most is watching the veterans watching the parade um, because they get little yeah. tears in their eyes and stuff like that. And it's it's very it's very impressive. Well, we're going to have uh, two flyovers, one with a military helicopter uh, with guys hanging out with flags out the side doors. And then we're going to have the jets fly over and we're going to have howitzers. Um, there are a number of events that are all connected. The night before, there's a banquet at Lynn County Convention Center out at the fairgrounds to honor the Veteran of the Year. And then the morning of the parade, there's a ceremony at the Veterans Memorial at Timberland Park that starts, I think, at 8.30 in the morning. And then the optimists have a breakfast at West Albany High School, a pancake breakfast that they've been serving for like 50 years that goes from 6.30 mm -hmm. to 9.30. And the Eagles have a breakfast at their place, um, I think from 10 to 11. And then the night before, not the 10th, I think it's the 9th, out in Lebanon, there's the Willamette Valley um, band, a band that's ha having a concert. So, Christine, if you're if you've only been here three years, why did you? Why was it so important to get involved in in the Veterans Parade for you? Well, it wasn't exactly. <laughs> um, I helped Chris Reese and McCall Washburn did what they call reverse parades, where they had floats around town and they had QR codes on them, and if you went and got all the QR codes because we couldn't do a parade parade. So right. people would drive around in their cars and scan the QR codes. If you got all the QR codes, then you, you could put in for prizes. So they did that for mm -hmm. two years during COVID. And 
when I moved here, I started helping with Chris just to meet people because, right. you know, you're new in town. I had a group of people at church that I know, but I didn't know my, my community. And so my mm -hmm. idea was mm -hmm. to get to know my community. And so we had the first meeting for this year. And Chris and McCall said that they just don't have time to do a full on parade and left the room. Oh, and so I, well. <laughs> I was sitting next to Alex Johnson and I was listening to people talk about previous years. And I'm like, that means nothing to me because I wasn't here. And after about 10 minutes, I told Alex, I said, I'm going to leave because I don't need to know what, you know, I don't want to concentrate on what was past. I want to mm -hmm. move on with this year's parade. And he said, just wait a minute. And it just kept going on. So I got up to leave and he said, you can't leave. And I said, well, we got to do something different than this. And somebody said, well, what do you want us to do? And I said, well, I think we need a slate of officers. So I started at the bottom and worked up to the top. And I said, so who wants to be in charge? And about five people said, you are. <laughs> yeah, that was a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> That's like how it happens. You, you learned your lesson, don't you? Oh, never, never. So give Kim the details of when this is and when, when it is. Yeah, we want to share this okay. so people can. It's, it's like all the... Like most Veterans Day parades, they're on Veterans Day, which is November 11th, mm -hmm. which is the the child of Armistice Day, which was the day that World War One ended in I 1918. Guess. And so, so what the time does the parade start? It starts at 11. It's probably going to be around two and a half hours long. Okay. okay. And then well, after the parade, the marching band from OSU is going to go to the county courthouse steps and put on a on a concert. Oh, okay. If if it's not pouring down rain. Mm -hmm. Well, Christine, as a former Oregonian and Kim is an Oregonian, thank <laughs> you for coming to from Virginia and and running the parade in Albany. That's right. They are <laughs> very happy you moved here. <laughs> I think that's pretty darn gutsy of you and um and thanks for contacting Kim and me. So we could get you on to give you a little plug so people know that it's going on again. Because I know after two years, some people kind of wonder. So this way, everybody knows it's time to honor your veterans. And boy, what a year that we need to honor our veterans. Yes. And I think we're going to have a huge turnout because I, I think too. people yeah. are really ready to get out and do this. And way back when it was started so that Lynn County could show the country that it was the most patriotic county in the country. Oh, so I think we're still holding that that reputation. Hold on to it. Okay. All right. Christine Ferguson, <laughs> thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. All right. You see you too. later. Boy, Yay. That's, that's impressive that she did all that. And she got so many people to come. So she's doing a great job. So you know what, Kim? Right after they do the... Um, the parade, they can head to Philomath. Oh, look. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. That was oh, hey. that wasn't planned. <laughs> but they could. I like that idea. Oh. So, Tabitha, tell us what's going on at uh, at the vineyard. So, Tabitha's was Compton Family Wines, and they are in Philomath, Oregon. And you've got a big special thing going on. And I'm going to play a video of the harvest here while you, me, and Kim stand here over here. And so tell us what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I need on. to hear. The wine is delicious. Yeah, we've got, um, well, kind of. 
can the first two weekends we have different flights going on so we have our ramado wine i'm really bad at the video and then our rosé too pretty color we have a case sale going on on our rosé just for the next couple days if you go online to our website you can see the discounts that we have there for cases of wine and then like we have pre-Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend too. So we have lots of stuff happening all month. So, the, open house. so the first two weeks are called fall, fall days and you guys are doing tasting flights of orange wine. Yeah. Our, and so it's, our it's Ramado and orange Gewurz demeanor and our Rosé. I love oh. Gewurz demeanor, the way to say it, because I keep looking at it. It looks just like it sounds, but it's like freaks you out when you first see the big old word. How do you get that on a, on a wine label, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's how they fit. do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> then you guys have Orange. cases of rosé or Pinot Noir. There's a sale and it ends midnight on Sunday. Yeah. And so what, what is that all about? So it's one of our most popular uh wines is our rosé of pinot noir and it's on sale just this weekend now okay. um and if anybody goes in there kim you get you just yes. mentioned rick dancer <clears throat> kim stark <laughs> yeah Marco, whatever <laughs> Throw my name in there. so you can get the taster flight for free and then you get 15 dollars off your first two bottles of you get 15 dollars off if you buy two bottles or more of wine so be sure and mention you our. You gotta buy two bottles there. or more. I mean, why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, cool. and it's really good too, especially That's, Thanksgiving coming. I'll have that tonight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my right? Three, my three pig wine. I'll have that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> two so, bottles. You guys, um, for Thanksgiving, what should do people need? Because I always think that's kind of. Uh, People do that. They go, you go to a winery and get some right. wine that you're going to serve to your family and guests. Do they need to get in there? I mean, is there is it something that people should do ahead of time? Buy wine before Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. And, and what goes with turkey and tryptophan? Yeah. I, well, I like rosé because it goes, it's really well-rounded with everything. But And Pinot Noir, too. But I kind of start out my day with a little bit of Pinot Gris, Pinot Blanc. And then I, I'm not one to finish with, like, dessert wine. So I like my rosé with dessert, too. And Actually, I typically have a few glasses out for Thanksgiving because there's so many different flavors at the Thanksgiving table. So I, I kind of go well, from and yeah, there. And you own a winery, girl. Uh, yeah, so you can you know? do that. It's like, so I, I can look like a lush in front yeah. of my family. Well, I, I would say Did so. you notice, Kim, she said, when I first get out of bed. I yeah, I know, right? Up. Yeah, when I and first then... relax. <laughs> no, not that, coffee, not that far. But the, yeah. I love, love that idea of coffee. having a mall. Mm -hmm. Just a, just a just malty wine. wine, you know, you find that out. So again, mm -hmm. Tabitha with mm -hmm. Compton Family Wines, and you guys go check it out and get some, and you can go in there and any of the people working in there, everybody knows what they're talking about. It's not like going to <laughs> Lowe's and asking some for morning supplies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can find True. out what you, you can need. Actually they, get good they, advice. <laughs> yeah, just tell them what you're having for dinner and then what you're having for dessert and all that kind of stuff, and they can get you all set up with your wines. All right, Tab. Yum. Thank you. Thanks. Good seeing you. I think you. the Veterans Day Parade there. It is so cool. It is, is long. Yeah. So plan with layers. And mm -hmm. it's amazing, though. I loved mm -hmm. it with my kids taking them. And all the new things. It's making me want to go again. Yeah. And just the fact after two years, yeah, it'll be it's impressive. really, I think, everything I've gone to, you know, mm -hmm. in the past year, when people say, yeah, we didn't get to this oh, for yeah. two years. There's a so whole attitude. Of, people just feel a relief. You know, it's over. Mm-hmm. 
It's over. Yeah. And we'll see. It may be over more than we think on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. Oh, it's a red wave. <laughs> I know. She, Tabitha will have her red wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tab, we'll see you later. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Oh, Kim, Kim, Kim. Yeah, we should do. Well, she'll we should be celebrating with red wine. I, I have a video on here and I don't have it queued up like far enough to know what I mean. Oh, it's the doctors. Okay, wait, you got to see oh, this. Okay? Oh, oh, I do you have a picture of their naked ad or whatever they did? That no, is so funny. it's on, it's on Instagram. It's all over the internet. Kinda, you okay, can find okay, okay. And, <laughs> and just, I mean, just for voting purposes, I voted for May. <laughs> she she <laughs> looks better with naked way over her body. Oh, did you? Me. Okay. Thanks. It needs another box. It needs another it. container. <laughs> so um, anyway, there you guys, this is Tim and May. They're BS free MD. This is a little promo. So Kim, I'm just going to keep you on here. And we'll play That's this good. at hair. So she's wearing a hat and I'm hungover because I wait because I, I I stayed up until literally I, I had half of a Manhattan consumed I think before it was twelve oh one. Not quite half, but so we both have bad hair. Yeah, we both have bad habits. <laughs> bad habits. <laughs> if it's the gubernatorial election, then you should be. Uh, then why is it called governor and not goober? I don't know. It should be Goober. It should be. But I'm All right, Rick. Uh, we're back again this week with another uh, amazing episode of BS Free MD. Uh, we are interviewing uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood, who has an amazing story and some amazing advice, great advice. He um, was a, a policeman for 25 years. I believe he was in Tulsa and was on the SWAT team. And then he went back to school and became a naturopathic physician met his wife, who is a DO. They started their own health and wellness clinic. Meanwhile, they wrote a whole bunch of books. And uh, he threw a governor uh, run for the uh, Republican nomination for governor of the state of Oklahoma in there. And oh, yeah, preceding all of this, he was the Oklahoma state bodybuilding champion. <laughs> Makes well, us sound like total underachievers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean... So if you want to feel like a loser, listen to Dr. Mark Sherwood. Yeah. Now, um, so we get into a lot of stuff. We talk a bit about the border and fentanyl and. Um, how to take back medicine, how we can actually revamp it, um, as well as what patient you can do as a patient um, by seeking out physicians who maybe do concierge medicine or direct cash pay, bypassing all the greedy health insurance companies that aren't playing ball on either side because we will we want to bring the most amount of bs freeness we can to this world regardless of whether we're moving whether we're on the road it doesn't matter we are there for you are they funny I, they are really funny i know i always forget to listen to their full things and i it's i love that you do these clips so yeah you guys if you go into any of the that you know spotify amazon anything that has a podcasting service just bs you know bullshit free md get it so yeah. and they just they hit it running and they give you what you need so the other person that always hits it running is dr michael bratlin oh of course there's him this is dr michael bratlin from chris Dental. Don't ever forget how they made us feel for questioning what we put in our bodies. Don't ever forget how they made us wear masks and social distance, not based on scientific evidence, but politics. 
Don't ever forget what they did to our children by keeping them out of school and then making them wear masks. This November and every election to come, never let them forget what they did to us. So Tuesday's a big day. I wonder day. what's going to happen on Tuesday. It's a big you know, day. I am, it is so interesting to watch all of this. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> um, Alan Thayer, who's a, a You're not voting on it. <laughs> you, you what? I said, and you're not voting in here, <laughs> here this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't even participate, but I'm going to be watching mm-hmm. Oregon more than I am Montana right now. just because I, I know, know I right bet. Uh-huh. And it's, I, I mean, they're getting so much press over the race for governor. Um, oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, I mean, it, it's looking so neck and neck close between. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and it's been since 1981 or two since there's been a Republican. Isn't that crazy? Um, I did not know it had been that long. Yeah, it, it Vicatia was the last governor of Oregon who was a Republican, and he got us through the recession. Um, that man, he didn't get a lot of credit for what he did. I interviewed him um, before, just before he died, and that, oh. he got Oregon through some of the hardest times we would ever went through. Hmm. And he's one of those people that people really didn't give much credit to. Right. So, right. But, but lots of things changing. I think there's a lot of excitement um, because people are feeling. You know, after what we've gone through for the last few years, I think they're thinking, you know, I, I want um, I want to know what my kids are doing in school. I want to know yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. I want to know, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to go for what I find super, super, super interesting. And I'm going to get political here, but it is my show. So that's OK. <laughs> um, but what I find interesting is, you know, you when they poll people, the number one, two and three concerns are inflation, crime and high gas prices. Number four is our borders. And, oh, the, yeah. and the Democrats mm-hmm. are focusing on abortion and now right, democracy, right. They're focusing on the other threat stuff. of democracy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's been a threat of democracy all through the COVID thing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. At least my democracy. Yeah, I um, mean. Because mine didn't tie in with everybody else's. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's really fresh with people, but what else have they got? And I think you're going to see this big switch because um, be they push too hard, they push too far, they push too long. Uh, right. Yeah. You, you can't put people in that. And you know who the one of the groups that they're most surprised, two groups that they're really super surprised are going Republican. Suburban oh. Housewives. Suburban oh, yeah. Housewives, OK. What was the other and, one? And the, um, Latinos. Oh, yeah. OK. I saw that. And then Huge yep. push mm-hmm. because they're 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 you know, with moms, it's because you you know, they moms that didn't vote for Trump are now saying they're going to vote Republican. That's uh-huh. how it looks, mm-hmm. because um what they did to our kids mm-hmm. by locking them down, by, by taking them back two years in their education. Right. Um, and, you know, you as a parent, I'm sure understand that one. And I think, so it's hitting those demographics that, that weren't hit the last time. So yeah. it's going to be super interesting. And I, I love, you know, it, everybody out there, just go vote. Yeah, Doesn't exactly. Matter, mm-hmm. You know, of course I, I, I have my opinions and you get to have yours, but go out and do That's it. That's the fun I mean, of it. Yeah. I want to see, I want everybody to vote so then we can really see what people are feeling, you know? Right. And I think sometimes people get like, Oh, well, you know, they listen to the media and go, well, she'll never win or he's not going to win instead of going, no, you got to go put them over the line. Right. If it's who you want, you know, and right. Uh, yeah. It, I think it, that's so true. They, they just think there's no chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of new people that are running this time. I think people that a have lot. never thought about it before, because, you know, there's a lot of times in Oregon where you have a ballot where there's no, there's just a Democrat and there's yes. no Republican running. I noticed that too. And I think it's a lot of people are saying, well, I better, since I'm going to be feeling this way and saying these things, I probably should do something about it. So good for them. I'm, I'm impressed. I had Kiger Plu. 
Um, he's a trainer from the gym. Yeah. Um, but, but super smart man. And he lives up the McKinsey and he doesn't feel like Heather Buck has represented them very well during oh. the fires and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so he's jumped in as a write-in campaign. I mean, I mean, that's amazing. You know, and that's a shot in the dark, but I think that is super cool that somebody mm -hmm. is willing to put mm -hmm. themselves on the line like that. And I know I did it and it's, it's not, yeah. not <laughs> you do it's know. Not, it's not a fun world. It's not easy. Do, it's not fun. No. Mm -mm. So yeah. anyway, so what, mm -hmm. um, Oh, you, you know what? So let me bring Matt on because Matt is doing this new leaf hyperbaric. Uh, oh, right. The special, the special. green. And I want you guys to really see what's going on with that. Check this out. Saturday is the Saturday following Thanksgiving. We do it during shop small weekend, all that fun stuff for folks here locally. It's the time of year where folks can get the lowest price point of the year for their hyperbaric sessions. This year it's $65 a piece. As many treatments as folks want to put on their account, you can buy it at one, you can buy 10, 20, 30, 40. We have folks that come in and buy enough treatments to last them all year round. That also yeah. is for massage. So you can get massage $65 a piece. And wow. starting last year, we incorporated our power bed into the sale. We can get the power bed for $35 a piece uh, for the 20 minute light therapy session as well. It's a great way to get the treatments you need so you can be as healthy as possible throughout the year using hyperbarics, massage, light therapy, all the goods to make you feel amazing. So when did they, when can they order them and when does it actually happen? Tell like, cause I know there's different ways that works. So we actually started pre-ordering this week. So folks can pre-order, you just call in and say, or come in and say, hey, I want 10 of them, I want one of them, I want five of them. And if you want us to charge that day without calling you and interrupting your holiday weekend you just leave your credit card on file if you prefer we will call you that day and take care of the sale that way 1200 executive parkway suite 230 give us a call at 541-636-3270 i'm putting so, it in my phone so i don't forget this time that is such okay. a steal so kim uh may wrote in and said kim's twinning with me on the beanie because she had a bad day, hair day. And so she knows that you've had a bad hair day. <laughs> she says it's known as toke. Is that toke? Is that oh, oh, okay. And it looks like it would be toke. Hey, hmm. did you see, um, I don't know if, you know, I'll just I get all kinds of mail from people. So somebody sent me, I'm going to start a rumor. Somebody sent me their valet, you know, that was in the, in the, already in the little folder, the little thing, you know, yeah. you, know, you have to vote and you put it in the little right. mail and ballot right. thing. Yeah. So, you know, there's those little holes in there. Right. Like the little things. He took this ballot, you put it in the way you're supposed to put it in, hit it on the table, held it up. And in the little hole, you can see if, whether someone voted for Tina Kotek oh. or not. And I was oh. like, Oh my God. Really? Now, if you put it in the secrecy one, then it wouldn't. But I think a lot of people don't do that anymore. Oh. So he put it in there. He tapped it on the table, held it up, and then he goes, "Look, you can see whether or not somebody voted for Kotak." Oh my gosh! And his insinuation was, and if somebody saw it and they did or didn't, they could whoever. I was, know. There's any hmm. funny business going on, but isn't that? Oh weird? no, that never happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a trusting guy. Never. But I thought that was really interesting because I oh, thought, wouldn't you think that? They'd figure that either you'd have to do the secret. So I, if if I was you, yeah, as a that's voter, what I anybody yeah. out there, use the I would secrecy. make sure you put it in that secrecy yeah. thing because mm -hmm. you know you don't know, and mm -hmm. people are desperate. People get, no. I mean, I, the things people say to me when I say things, 
I, I wouldn't put it past people for cheap. Yeah, I know. I Oh, not at all. And it's no, all happening and I'm, for But so. I'm, I can put that in there just to make mm -hmm. sure that because there could be people cheating that don't want Tina Kotek too. They can yeah. see that you voted for them and that, you know, there it goes. So right. they use mm -hmm. the secrecy thing if it's mm -hmm. still there. Um, well, and you did, know what? Wait, I, oh, I'll they did away. Tom says, Tom Hunt says they did away they with the because I was going to say, I don't remember seeing it, but I hadn't finished my, oh, hmm, well, what I the hell why. is that? That's, so good. that's kind of weird. The I wish I had that video pulled up. I would show it to you. Um, that is crazy. I, but I can't remember it where it was. Like that's I'll such find a, it a big oversight. I wonder why they but did away with is, that. Okay, so there's our story. We need to find out why they did away with that. Oh, somebody's dick says it was in his. So maybe, I don't okay. know. But anyway, if I was you guys, I would maybe again. turn it around or something, or I'd find some other way to do it because I think there's that's just kind of weird. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, Bill London says that we like have so many people that's paying attention. Like, oh, to let's take this. Toss it. Uh, oh, it's optional to use. <laughs> so you so. I would say, Dick, and everybody else out there, I would make that a mandatory use. I would be sure and use that. Oh, and so what, what we got yeah. going on is on Monday, um, mm. we're going to have our talking to Rick show. We, I start doing these, like just people asking questions. They love it. So they're just asking me questions. We just kind of talk oh, yes. on Mondays. Right. I saw but that. I'm yeah, that's great. I'm interviewing a guy, a veteran <laughs> here in town, and he's going to be on next week. I'll put him on probably Thursday. Um, and then Alan Thayer who is oh, okay, a political good. whiz guy in Eugene. He's going to join me on election night to kind of tell me he's, he's in, oh, like he has his ear to the grind. So he knows people, he knows the people. Right. And so he knows <laughs> he what polls are saying and kind of give us an idea. And then, you know what I got? Bill London and Dr. Bratlin on the ninth, the day after the election, they're both going to come on oh, live. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sure Doing Dr. That. Bratlin will have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then on Thursday, Kim is going to be with um, a new business opening up in town hmm. and a, a new we client. I'll tell you what it is. JDEV Investments. And they buy up buildings and help people and, and bring in and they re redevelop them commercial and, 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 and uh, residential property. But they fixed the building, uh, Jim's Landing over in Springfield, did a really nice job. And so this is their newest one in, in the WIT. And yeah, Jim's I can't wait to see it live on Thursday, um, introducing us to a new place we can go and have some spirit. Uh huh. I did dessert to... last time. Now it's spirits. I've done Tabitha's wine. I'm getting all the good did, stuff. Hey, did you see that your the 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 place in Springfield opened? Yes. And did you see it looks really cute? They I don't know. You probably didn't see it, but I need to go follow up there and get some more pie. So, but she's been really. I've been seeing it online, and people are, are raving about it. Oh, um, good. And, okay. And yeah, so I cool. think she's going to do really well. She's so Springfield. happy she opened. I think she'll do awesome. People were waiting for that to open. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. All right, Kimberly. Yep. It was Bye. good seeing you tonight. Have a nice you weekend. Too. Everybody got through Halloween and everything. We got through Halloween. The, the twins' birthdays this weekend. So that now it's all birthday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you go from Halloween to, and, to the twins' nope, birthday yep. to Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and then Christmas. Uh-huh. Yep, you know, yep. there's such November, a thing December. as... Mm -hmm. There's such a thing as planning your pregnancy, Kim. I did not plan well. I did not. I will admit <laughs> it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, tell both of them. Give them a hug from Kathy and me and tell them happy oh, birthday. Oh, we will. Okay. okay. Bye, guys. See you later. All right. Now, let's go to Bill London. So, he is um, – uh, so, Jim, you got a secrecy envelope. So, it must be that it's that you can use it if you want to or you can't or you don't have to. 
Um, Tom says they didn't have one. It wasn't provided. So anyway, I would turn that thing around or use the secrecy envelope. It sounds like it's kind of important to me. Um, Dr. Bratlin sponsors our segment every week with uh, Bill London. Bill's going to give you news that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Sometimes it irritates people, but you know what? The media is not supposed to be your friend. They're not supposed to be looking for ratings. They're supposed to be informing you on what's going on. And Bill London, he does that. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, but today I identify as a big wheel riding nutria named Ganglia, and I hail from the Isle of Langerhans. And you can just call me G for short. By the way, I do the wake up call on KPNW, 6 AM to 9, Monday through Friday mornings. And if you just heard that introduction, you know why it is probably you're still not listening to it. Okay, so let's start off with geology, and that would be an earthquake. It happened this morning at around 3 a.m., 121 miles off the coast of Bandon. It was a 3.5 rumbler, according to the U.S. Geological Survey, and it was coming from a depth of about 6 feet. They always mention that, and I don't know why. I'm sure it's probably important, but I don't know the importance of it. Maybe I should do my homework. All right, in other news... It's seldom discussed, and it is an issue that is directly affected by the growing homeless problem in Oregon. At least one city is now admitting it. Nearly half of all the fires in the Portland area start in or near homeless camps, at least 2,048 last year, and that is according to Portland Fire and Rescue data, and it's a pretty remarkable number when you compare it to five years ago, when fires among the homeless in Portland were hardly a blip. Today, there's an average of six a day. And these fires spread from homeless camps into wooded areas, alleys, abandoned lots, to adjacent homes and also businesses. And, well, it's getting exhausting for firefighters. The blazes have now killed at least nine homeless people in the past four years, one-third of Portland's fire fatalities. So with less than a week before Election Day, a new poll from Nelson Research shows that the Oregon governor's race is indeed going to be a nail-biter. The Oregon-based public opinion research firm recently surveyed 577 likely voters, and the results are, survey says, Republican Christine Drazen received 43.5% of the vote. Democrat Tina Kotek garnered 41.1% of the votes. Unaffiliated candidate Betsy Johnson tallied 5.4% of the vote. And 9.4% of the voters were, ah, or as some people call it, undecided. Nelson says that 42.6% of respondents who already voted are still favoring Drazen, but not by much. In that particular category, Drazen leads Kotech by less than one point, 47.6% to 46.7%. And the poll also surveyed participants on the upcoming Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industries race and also measure 114. Okay, for the bully race right now, Democrat, Christina Stevenson garnered 22.5% in support, followed by Sherry Helt with 16.1%. She is a Republican. Meanwhile, though, 
61.4% of voters were undecided, meaning nobody knows what the hell the Boley commissioner actually does. As for measure 114, and that of course is the big gun control measure, 49.4% of voters oppose the bill, 46.1% support it, and the other 4.5% they don't know. The survey was conducted October 31st and November 1st. They did it with online and also live calls. Well, another prominent national election forecaster believes that Republicans have gained the edge in Oregon's hotly contested 5th Congressional District race. The Cook Political Report changed its rating of the 5th District race between Democrat Jamie McLeod Skinner and Republican Lori Chavez de Raymer from a toss-up to now leaning Republican. The move comes a week after the nonpartisan University of Virginia Center for Politics did the same thing. David Wasserman, the Cook Political Report's senior editor, said that the lack of spending by national Democratic groups in the district is particularly noticeable. Outside groups aiding McLeod Skinner have spent $1.98 million attacking Chavez de Raymer and another half million just supporting McLeod Skinner. That according to the nonpartisan election watchdog group, Open Secrets, they actually compile Federal Election Commission campaign finance records daily. Now that compares to $6.2 million that outside groups have spent attacking McLeod Skinner and $823,000 supporting Chavez de Raymer. And interestingly, the House Majority PAC, that is the outside group aligned with Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, well, they haven't spent anything in that district. They're pouring all of their resources into Oregon's 6th District instead. Of course, the 6th District is that new Oregon district. A union representing Oregon nurses said Wednesday it wants lawmakers next year to pass tougher laws requiring minimum nursing staff levels at the state's hospital, including possible $10,000 a day fines for violators. The State Hospital Association said, okay, here's what that's going to do. It's going to make the crisis situation even worse. Now, the legislation is going to be introduced by Representative Rob Noss. He's a Democrat from Portland, and that'll happen during the next legislative session. It would strengthen what is referred to as Oregon's existing hospital nurse staffing law and add new minimum safe staffing standards that will require hospitals to staff all units. The proposed legislation includes a number of enforcement measures, including providing health care workers and their unions the right to file a civil lawsuit over violations of the law. It would create high monetary penalties for hospitals out of compliance, 10000 a day. Becky Holtberg, president and CEO of the Oregon Association of Hospitals and Health Systems, says... Oregon's community hospitals are experiencing a capacity and financial crisis that already threatens patients' care. She said rather than preserving access to quality health care for Oregon patients, the union proposal would focus on new ways to punish community hospitals based on what she calls questionable standards while increasing costs. <clears throat> while we're on the subject of uh, hospitals and medicine, 
A new report shows what's leading the rise in prescription drug prices in pharmacy closures, and in particular, independent pharmacies. More than 80 independent pharmacies in Oregon participated in this study, and it's from the Oregon State Pharmacy Association. And who's the big bad? Pharmacy benefit managers, or PBMs. They are taking advantage of pharmacies. Now, PBMs are the middlemen between drug manufacturers and patient health plans, and they're the ones that actually control the prices. OSPA's executive director, Brian Mayo, says the current system allows PBMs to charge more for drug prices. He says that includes price spreads, and it also includes what they call patient steering, where they force patients not to be able to fill their prescriptions at independent pharmacies. He said they're being forced to go to a specific pharmacy, mostly big chains, or do mail-in, and when charged more for drug prices, Mayo says the result is high out-of-pocket costs for patients. Mayo says he hopes to change the practices with new legislation. He says they're submitting a PP or PBM reform bill in the 2023 legislative session. He says it's not a Democratic issue. It's not a Republican issue. It is an Oregonian issue. He also said the study took place right after Bymart closed 30 pharmacies last year. They were taken over by Walgreens. Mayo said that he's curious to know what the current governor candidates think about the issue. Here's a hint. They haven't thought about the issue. An increasing number of Oregonians are concerned about the state of the economy. That is the latest case of public disillusionment with the direction the state is headed as voters go to the polls, according to ESS survey from the Oregon Values and Belief Center. Those polled were asked how worried they were about Oregon's economic future. 75%, 23% said they weren't at all or just not too worried about the future of the state economically. When asked what issue elected leaders, uh, leaders need to focus on most, number one, homelessness. That according to 35% of respondents. Then came housing, crime, and inflation. The number of abortions per month in Oregon went up by 18% in August after the Supreme Court's June decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Abortion remains legal without restrictions in Oregon, and providers have been anecdotally reporting an increase in abortion travelers. Well, now there's data that documents that from a national effort called Hashtag We Count. Led by the Society of Family Planning, it's gathering data from clinicians and tracking changes to abortion nationwide. The data compares the number of abortions performed in April before the Supreme Court's decision to July and August, just after it. In the Pacific Northwest, well, here's what happened. The greatest changes occurred between April and August when a near total ban on abortion went into effect in Idaho. That month, there was a 48% decrease in abortions in Idaho. In Oregon, there was an 18% increase in abortions. In Washington, there was a 5% increase in abortions. Elisa Colwell, Director of Family Planning Clinical Services at Oregon Health and Sciences University says, the majority of patients traveling for abortion to Oregon or Washington are coming from Idaho. But she also says they're seeing patients from Texas, Wisconsin, and other states. And finally, 
Oregon voters could be passing the singularly most restrictive gun control measure in the history of the country. Measure 114 is a ballot measure that will greatly expand background checks, firearm training, including live fire, fingerprint collection, and that's all just to get a permit to even buy a firearm. Now, Oregon already requires background checks for people buying guns. And the new legislation will also cost the state $49 million annually and will cost many millions more for municipalities and also counties to set up the vast bureaucracy that the bill includes. And it will put 300,000 Oregonians at the very least on a public gun owner database with their photographs that will be easily accessible with a public information request. So, in other words, uh, criminal can't buy a gun? Well, guess where there's a database of 300,000 people who do have guns? According to the Oregon Shooting Association president, Kerry Spurgeon, he says, this is the most extreme gun control measure in the company, uh, country. It'll virtually eliminate firearm sales in Oregon as written. Now, the reason for that is this bureaucracy that it sets up with municipalities and also counties and their local police departments or sheriff's departments, where all of this stuff has to go through, if you live in Eugene, the city of Eugene Police Department, or if you live in an unincorporated area of Lane County, you got to go to the sheriff's office. Well, they're the ones that have to set this up, and it's expected that, first off, there's no funding for it, and secondly, it'll take two years to set up the bureaucracy, meaning for at least two years, you won't be able to buy a gun in the state of Oregon for at least two years. And that leads to the question, when you consider that a municipal police department is its chief is not an elected official, but one appointed generally by a mayor or a city council and is overseen by the city council or mayor. What about those liberal towns that don't want guns to be sold to individuals? Can anybody think of a city in Oregon where that might be the case? Do you think that maybe Mayor Ted Wheeler of Portland would tell his police chief because he is the police commissioner? Yeah. I want you to take your time on this, a lot of time. And do you think that the city uh, commissioners in Portland are gonna be willing to put any money into that particular budget? Do you think that might happen in say the city of Eugene where they say, no, chief, you can't do that. And we're not gonna fund it. What a mess. But that's Oregon. This look at the news. Brought to you by Dr. Michael Bratland of Chris Dental, where he'll put his hands in your mouth. A lot of people wouldn't do that. Okay, Rick, get real. All right, thanks, Bill. <clears throat> I never thought of that perspective. I know that I've heard people um, talk about Measure 114, and the pro one of the problems with it is that it's going to be tied up in the course for years. Um, but if, if they kept you from getting a gun for two years, just waiting for this process, and then Bill brings up a great point. What if your city doesn't want you to have guns? So basically they're going around the second amendment rights of the Oregonians. Um, how this stuff gets to this point, I don't know, but the only thing you can do is to vote no on that thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
Yeah. It's days like that, days like this and comments like that, that make me so glad I live in Montana. Because you ain't taking guns away from people in Montana. Hell no. Um, and uh, But you guys, you have a great opportunity here. Um, we do have a survey we're putting out there. I put the link on there. Um, we want to know more about content, what you want more of, what you want less of, that kind of thing. Um, so we're doing that and you can just fill it out. It takes you five minutes to do that. The other thing is prepare and vote. You've got to get out there and vote and get the, get your ballot counted because every single one of your votes uh, matters because um, there's going to be some really weird shit going on and you need to be out there standing up for what you believe in. And even if people don't like it, doesn't matter. I think we've learned through COVID maybe that I don't, I don't give a rip what people think. You know what? They, they silenced us for two years. They tried to. I'm not going back. Screw that. 